This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leaders voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. It is Saturday morning, and welcome to America's Roundtable Radio. This weekend on America's Roundtable, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in the Midwest and Super Talk Media in the South, we are most honored to welcome a tireless champion for freedom and a principal leader, Ambassador Carla Sands. Ambassador Carla Sands served as the U.S. Ambassador to the Kingdom of Denmark from 2017 to 2021 and is a U.S. Senate candidate for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Prior to her appointment, Ambassador Sands had a diverse career in the entrepreneurial investment and philanthropic sectors, with a focus on real estate, community service, and education. As chairman of Vintage Capital Group, she also served on President Trump's Transition Finance Committee and Economic Advisory Council in 2016. And on this note, we extend a warm welcome to Ambassador Carla Sands, a good morning and welcome. Welcome to America's Roundtable. Welcome, Ambassador Sands. Thank you so much. It's so good to be with you again, and I'm so happy to talk to your listeners. Thank you so much. U.S. annual consumer price inflation slightly dropped in April for the first time in eight months, from the annual rate of 8.5% in March to 8.3% in April. And this drop, which was mostly due to the temporary reduced prices of gas, was in the meantime eradicated. This past week, the gas prices reached a new high, with national average for a gallon of gas at $4.41, which is $0.32 more than a month ago and $1.41 more than a year ago. In California, for example, drivers are paying $5.85 per gallon of gas. Uh, Food prices are 9.4% high compared to the same time last year. Now, in order to bring inflation down, the Federal Reserve has been raising its federal funds rate, increasing it by half a percentage point last week, which is the Fed's largest interest rate increase since 2000. This rate hike will push the federal funds rate to a range of 0.75% to 1%, and according to various sources, current market pricing anticipates the rate rising to 2.75% to 3% by year's end. Ambassador Sands, economic activity will be slowing down, which may lead to recession, falling production and employment, affecting households' incomes and spending. And at the same time, government deficit will be going up, even without any additional government spending increased by both, by reduced tax revenues and higher interest rate on debt. Ambassador Sands, what is your assessment of Fed's monetary and Biden's economic policies? Oh my goodness, where do you begin? You just laid out what's happening because we have a weak and corrupt and compromised Marxist in the White House because he's not a JFK Democrat. 
He's a Bernie Sanders AOC Democrat. That's not how he ran, but that's what we're getting. And he has stuffed this Green New Deal policy with a lot of gifts to leftist organizations and left-wing cities into these multi-trillion dollar, I call them big bad bills, that they have passed since he got elected that has caused this inflation by just flooding the market with so much new money. The inflation that Joe Biden and his administration has created is hurting our families across the country. Our working families and our seniors on a fixed income are having to decide, are they gonna be able to get groceries today and fill, fill their gas tank? This is a catastrophe for Americans across our country. In Pennsylvania, our median income is $61,000 a year. Families are st we're struggling already under the, I will just say, the offshoring of so many jobs and companies over the decades, largely to Asia, where the manufacturing in Pennsylvania has hollowed out. And the energy, I would say, acceleration of harvesting and laying the pipe has been suppressed. Although it's growing, it's growing slowly, not like it should be, like a rocket ship. I call for Operation Warp Speed so that we actually use with strong America for senators and congressmen and take the White House in 2024. We use emergency powers and we harvest the energy and we lay the pipes across our country so that, for instance, New England isn't heating their homes like they are today with Russian energy. They use domestic energy because we have counties and states that block energy even movement. For instance, New York won't let us put a pipe from Pennsylvania to uh, New England to power them. Well, that shouldn't be so. That's an Im important thing that we have energy security in our country. And it's not just for the economy. Putin has shown us energy isn't just a commodity, it's a weapon. So we need energy security and I call for energy dominance. Once again, like we had just a few years ago because our allies are under so much pressure from Vladimir Putin they're buying their energy. They had the dream of going, you know, clean energy, windmills and solar. They mothballed their nuclear power plants or didn't even bring them online. They stopped their production of coal, even clean coal, places like Germany. And now what are they reaping? They're having to buy Russian energy. So I say, let's harvest that energy and let's sell some to our allies. So they're not vulnerable to the malign influence and the potential. Now we see Ukraine has been invaded because we have a weak and corrupt president in the White House, but also because he has that power. He's receiving tens of billions of dollars every day because of his selling of energy around the world. And we have to stop him. And of course, China will buy it if, if Europe doesn't, but at least Europe will not be at the mercy of Putin. Ambassador Sands, you have been a champion for America's energy independence. And it's interesting to note that The Atlantic even stated this recently. I quote, in 2019, the country actually produced more oil than it consumed. For the first time in 62 years, and America seemed to have finally achieved its goal of becoming energy independent, unquote. And Biden, it seems like, is blaming everyone else in this past week. He actually blamed the Republicans for not having a plan. And yet we know he controls the White House. In fact, he has individuals in the Senate and the House that back his policies. And we are here at this stage experiencing 
soaring inflation, and also having America's energy independence eradicated. As we look at these challenges on the ground, Ambassador Sands, what are some of the key solutions that you would advance in this very important area and to give hope to Americans that are really facing greater hardship? American families are having to make decisions on whether they will take their families out on a vacation, uh, driving their cars or not. I mean, it's coming back to that real issues that working families are facing today. It's so appalling and unnecessary, but it's caused directly by Joe Biden and the radical Democrats in control in Washington. Their war on our domestic energy is causing so much pain around our country and around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. There is a solution and it is strong America first leadership. When Biden called us the ultra magas, I I am a proud ultra MAGA because that means you take care of your own country before you help others. It's just like your family. You take care of your family and then you help others. And the, the American people are the most generous people in the history of the world. But they just, the Congress just passed $40 billion more to Ukraine and our southern border is open. It is so perverse what is happening. We have to take care of our own. If we have American vets sleeping on the floor, on the ground, outside, homeless, but we're sending $40 billion to Ukraine, something's wrong because Ukraine is part of Europe. European countries are rich. Those countries should be stepping up and helping their neighbor. America should be the last resort. Ukraine's also corrupt. It's one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And Joe Biden's family has benefited from that corruption financially. And is there 10% for the big guy in there somewhere? Because we do not trust. I'm running for the U.S. Senate to hold people accountable, but not just accountable, under equal justice, because we have seen two, two tiers of justice, one for conservatives and one for leftists. I think that we need to hold accountable the Biden family for their corruption. We have it on the laptop and we know, and we'll do more not just investigation, but hold accountable. People have to be incarcerated. There has to be consequences. No one has been held accountable since 2016. The Hillary Clinton campaign spied on a candidate and then a sitting U.S. president using the levers of the government to do it in the White House. Nobody's talking about this. This is 10 times the scandal of Watergate. But getting back to our energy, we know that we have to have energy dominance in the United States because this is necessary for our national security. We have adversaries around the world, our two greatest, Russia and China, China far outranking Russia as an adversary. And they are the number one thieves of our intellectual property. They, they steal hundreds of billions of dollars every year. They steal in our universities with federally funded research. And the Biden administration is rolling back the Trump policies of stopping this and holding people accountable. We also know that in the Chinese law, people are required to steal for their government. So even if a Chinese national is hired in a company, Who knows if they're part of the Chinese military and they've been tasked to steal. So it's a very, very dangerous moment. Our trade is certainly imbalanced with China and we have slave labor making some products. I reject buying products made with slave labor. It's unconscionable that American companies would participate and partner with the Chinese Communist Party, the greatest abuser of human rights in the modern day. I also, you know, when we look at our energy, 
we're going to have to use strong American leadership to get this done because there are so many like NIMBY, you know, not in my backyard, local regulations and state regulations and then federal regulations. And I pledge that I'll work with whoever is elected governor in Pennsylvania to partner and bring opportunity for energy dominance once more, but also for manufacturing. Because when we make things here or we harvest energy here in the United States, we do it so much cleaner than anywhere in the world. It's seven times dirtier in Venezuela. We use the highest standards and it's one of the reasons our CO2 emissions have gone down while our economy has grown. It's our American natural gas, but I support all kinds of energy. I want every kind to be promoted because we have to have that for our security. And we know we do it cleaner in the United States. And then we can also sell our extra energy. When it comes to natural gas, there are so many opportunities. There's even ways they're finding to use hydrogen from it to power with zero emissions. And there's carbon capture. There's even making products from the energy in the ground into polymers and making the things in our homes and our cars in our workplace so the opportunity for manufacturing here at home and doing it cleanly is so exciting and it's going to bring prosperity back to pennsylvania because we've been going in the wrong direction for 40 plus years i want to be that change agent so that our kids can have the hope and opportunity to have a great job and a nice home and live the american dream and that american dream says my kids can do better, can hope to do better than I did. I want that to continue to be part of our American legacy, but I also want to protect our constitutional rights. They are so under attack from the left right now. The former left that used to say we're going to have free speech, that promoted it, are trying to cancel it right now. And as you mentioned, uh, we are sending $40 billion to Ukraine. The war was avoidable. And the U.S. policy of peace through strength, which has been advocated by former U.S. presidents, including President Ronald Reagan and President Donald Trump, was abandoned by President Biden, bringing greater instability in the world. And we have witnessed Biden administration's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, which provided a pretext for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Then America's delayed response to providing weapons to Ukraine. Biden's insistence now on reviving the Iran nuclear agreement, formerly known as Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, while incentivizing it by allowing Iran to access frozen funds in other countries. And Iran is still considered a state sponsor of terrorism. According to Forbes, Iran is thought to have well over $100 billion in funds trapped in banks in Iraq, South Korea, Japan, Canada, and elsewhere. Ambassador Sands, what is your assessment of the Biden administration's foreign and security policies? It's, you know, it feels like it's Obama 2.0. Remember how hungry he was to have that JCPOA passed? He couldn't get it done as a treaty, right? And then he put all those pallets of cash in the plains and flew that cash to the mullahs to seal the deal to the number one state sponsor of terrorism around the world. When you think of how they sponsor the Houthi rebels, Hezbollah, uh, Hamas, the, their Quds force and the evil that they bring upon the whole world. Even when I was in Denmark as the US ambassador, we had those hit squads working out of the embassy in Denmark. In, out of the Iranian embassy, and they do this all over the world. They take their death and destruction with them. Of course, under President Trump, you saw us support countries 
that we're more aligned. And I don't want to say with our values, but I want to say with our mission set, which is we're not going to export terrorism. We're going to support economies that are stable and that are not using the funds to spread terror. In Iran, when their economy does better, the people aren't living better necessarily. That money is, a lot of it is stolen by the mullahs in charge. There's a lot of corruption, but most of it goes to spread terrorism. When you see UAE attacked, or you see those missiles go into Saudi Arabia, that's Iran. When you see the destabilization of Lebanon, that's Iran. They don't use their name, but their agents are doing it. So I believe we need to isolate Iran and use maximum pressure like President Trump did. He had the economic sanctions on them and you saw them start to tighten down and do less mischief around the world. And mischief is too kind a word. If we, if we allow them to have these funds, we know what they're going to use it for, for nuclear weapons and for spreading terror. So I believe we need, yes, peace through strength, and we need to use maximum pressure. What we don't want to do is have China or Russia set up a, I would say, parallel economy where they can sidestep our uh, sanctions on a country like Iran. We don't want them to do a carve out and be able to do an end run. If China is successful, then countries that are, I'll just call them part of the old axis of evil, can get around our sanctions and still prosper and still do their bad deeds. We don't want to be part of the JCPOA. Remember, Obama couldn't get it passed, even in a Democrat-controlled Senate, and certainly Biden can't. But he's working with Russia as the agent, if you can imagine. I mean, it's so corrupt. It's so ill-advised. And Europe likes it, too, because they want to do business in that economy. They are looking aside at all the evil that is spread by the Iranian mullahs, not the people. The people want opportunity. They're educated. They have a wonderful culture. It's the leadership. Remember, when they invaded our embassy and they took over from the Shah and they created a despotic nation. And so we need changes in that region so that uh, the people have opportunity in Iran. And they, and they are even, they put a hit out on Mike Pompeo and other former Trump officials and even President Trump saying, we're going to kill you. We're going to take you out for taking out Soleimani. So these people are just dangerous and they need to be contained. Ambassador Sands, at America's Roundtable, we've elevated the importance of the future of education in America, the importance of school choice. We know that you have been a great champion for educational reform in America and addressing this issue in your endeavors as well. In fact, we are now seeing the Biden administration and his Department of Education waging a war on charter schools. And I would like to share a quote from The Hill. A brief quote, research consistently shows that urban charter schools outperform traditional public schools. And for instance, in a 2019 study, Stanford University concluded that Pennsylvania's public charter schools outperform traditional schools, particularly in urban areas such as Philadelphia. And moreover, the charter schools did a much better job of creating and closing the achievement gap for minority students in urban areas than traditional public schools. And keep in mind, that in Philadelphia, more than half of all students in public schools are black, unquote. Ambassador Sands, what is your message to President Biden and White House officials who are undermining the successful educational reform initiative and waging war against charter schools that empower parents and children? It's shocking how radical this administration is and how many common sense policies they're at war with. 
I think it's because they're at the mercy of the teachers union. They're stepping to that tune. And because of that, every parent and every child in those areas that you just talked about are losers to that, to the Biden administration. They're creating that. Here's what I want to bring. As the U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania, I want education opportunity. I want the money to follow. And it's not the government's money. It's the taxpayer's money. It's I want the money to follow the child so that every parent or guardian has a savings account, much like a health savings account that can fund education only so that they can pick the best school that that child can attend to fulfill their God-given potential. Once you create the free market, you know competition brings out the best and you'll get better results so that every charter school can be better, but every public school will have to be better as well. Because we know no matter what zip code kids come from, their parents want opportunity for their kids. I think that's one of the reasons that of all the candidates for the U.S. Senate here in Pennsylvania, I have more African-American support than any other one because they want their kids to have opportunity to be part of the American dream and to achieve I also believe that the, uh, at the federal level, we should ban teaching children to hate each other and hate our great country. I think it's an evil ideology, it's Marxism, and it's wrong. We also should consider it a crime to sexually groom children. I've seen these videos on social media with teachers bragging about doing this with little children. It's unconscionable to think that this is happening. I'll work to protect the kids and also to the moms and dads. You deserve curriculum transparency so you know what your children are learning so that teachers can't hide content from you and attempt to indoctrinate in another way. Because I've even seen math problems that actually attempt to indoctrinate in a, in a Marxist ideology. And that's what the diversity, equity, inclusion, or critical race theory, that's what it is. They're trying to change how children think and how they learn. They're even canceling the gifted programs at some of these schools saying it's not equitable. Everyone should be at the same level. But the reason that the United States has been a leader around the world of innovation and excellence is because when people can run faster, we let them and help them run faster. So if someone's great at math, we want to help them be even greater so that they can achieve and be a leader in our community and in our economy. We're competing with the whole world and we're falling behind in education standards, even compared to old Soviet Union countries. They're ahead of us in spite of us spending more than any other country. So I believe we need to reduce the bureaucracy, unlock opportunities so that every child, no matter what zip code they're from, can fulfill their God-given potential. And I will fight for that in Washington. Ambassador Carlos Sanz, we thank you so much for your efforts in advancing the freedom message, your optimistic message. And if you have a final word or two. I really appreciate it. I'm the trusted conservative vote in Washington, and I pledge to take my faithfulness and my Pennsylvania values to Washington and my business experience, foreign policy experience, defense policy and trade policy experience to Washington. And I will fight to put America first every single day. You have my word, and my website is carlasands.com. I need you to, to follow us on social media and go to our website. Thanks so very much. 
Thank you so much, Ambassador Carla Sands, for joining us on America's Roundtable. She served as U.S. Ambassador to the Kingdom of Denmark and is a U.S. Senate candidate for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We wish you great success in these days to come. God bless. Wishing you great success. Thank you so much, Ambassador Sands. Thank you. Take care. Bye now. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lanza Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladensami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leaders Leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.